0: Okay. <coughs> First, we start with Moshe Rabbeinu and the Mon. In Parshas Beshalach, uh, Klal Yisrael has a tiny to Moshe Rabbeinu. He and Aaron brought them into the Midbor, and they have no food and they have no water and they're afraid they're going to die. So they tell Moshe and Aaron like they usually do, did you bring us to the Midbar to die? Uh, they, what, there weren't no kvarim in Mitzrayim? So Moshe Abenu turns to Hashem and he says, what are we doing? Hashem says, I, don't, I want to test them to see if they're going to uh, stay on the derich. So we're not going to give them food as of yet. Rather... You should tell them that they're going to get mon, and let's see what happens. Uh, they're not going to get it on Shabbos. Let's see if they they they're not machal Shabbos. Let's see if they 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 don't take extra portions on air of Shabbos. And Moshe Benu announces this to Klal Yisrael. Now, pay attention carefully, cause a little docker stick here. First, it's the Tupsukin. Where Moshe announces this to Yisroel. First is Perak Tezaian Posuk Vovin Bishalach. says, Vayomer Moshe vaaren. Moshe and Aaron tells El Kol Bene Yisroel, Tekla Yisroel. Erev, the night is gonna come. Via ki Hashem hoitzi eschem mi Eretz Mitzrayim. And you're going to know that it was Hashem that took you out of Mitzrayim, not me and Aaron. Because one of their tainas was, you took us, you, you, you and Aaron, both of you, took us out of Mitzrayim in order to die here in the desert. So they said, first of all, you're going to see at night when the moon comes down, in the morning. and you're going to see the honor of Hashem, because Hashem heard the complaints that you had on Hashem. Because really their complaints was on Moshe and Aaron. But Moshe and Aaron said, ma' kisalinu Why, who are we that you should complain against us? It's Hashem took, who took you out of Mitzrayim. Not us, Moshe and Aaron are talking. So you'll see when the moon comes down, the kvot Hashem, and you'll see that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. Okay? Good. Next pasuk. Vayomer Moshe. Moshe says, not Moshe and Aaron, now it's Moshe saying, Hashem You're going to see at night that Hashem is going to give you meat to eat. And in the morning, He's going to give you a lot of bread that you're going to be satisfied from the bread. You're going to be satiated from the bread. Bishmoya Hashem es sechem. Ashera Temalinimolov, because Hashem will have heard the complaints that you complained against Hashem., <laughs> but who are we? Loyohem. Your complaints are not against us, Ki al-Hashem, but rather they're on Hashem. So now the first question is, Moshe Abenu Mamish lachayre repeated himself. The first posuk and the second pasuk are different words, but they seem to be saying the same thing. You're going to get mon at night, you're going to get mon in the day. But the second pasuk also, it says only Moshe answers, not Aaron answers. The first posuk is Vayome, uh, Vayome Moshe vi The second pasuk says just Vayome Moshe. The first posuk that says Vayome Moshe and Aaron speaks about something different about the mon then the second posuk. The first posuk says, the mon you're going to see, Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, the mon you're going to see, the Kvot Hashem. The second posuk doesn't speak anything about Kvot Hashem, nothing about Yetzius Mitzrayim. It says one thing. The mon is going to be good to eat. It says at night you're going to get is boya, and you're going to get a lot of good bread in the day. What's the difference between that? Then, another difference. The second pasuk adds something. Not only does it say, Who are we to complain about? It says, ki al Hashem. It adds that explicitly, which the first pasuk did not have. It says, Your complaints are not on us. Your complaints are on Hashem. One more problem with the psukim. Moshe's talking in the second Posuk without Aaron. So it should say, It's not on me. Instead he says, Not on me and Aaron. If it's Moshe and Aaron defending themselves, then let Moshe and Aaron say this like they did in the first Posuk. The second Posuk is only Moshe talking, but he's defending Moshe and Aaron. Those are the kashas that we're going to get to them. But first another Kasha. This kasha is not a difficult kasha, but I hear it a lot. Every couple of years, somebody asks me this kasha. There's the Rambam in Hilches Yisoy Deyatayur, that everybody who learns anything about Cheskes Kashrus knows. It's Perik Zion, Halacha Zion, in Hilches Yisoy Deyatayur. Here, the Rambam is talking about two witnesses that even though they could be lying, we rely that they have a Cheskis Kashus. Everybody knows that. But the rest of the Ramban, he says, Moshe uh, Mosholamodovadoimeh says, What says, what, what is this compared to? He says, a novi. The haloch is you to listen to a novi. Now, Moifis Novi, not everybody that makes a miracle is a novi. A person who we knew beforehand that he's a tzaddik and a grose tomat chacham and a goin, and he's worthy of nevua. Such a person makes an ois. The halacha is yumuchuyev to listen to him. tishmon Even though, could be, he's still a faker. The efshir, it's possible this guy can make a miracle. Ve'enoy novi, and he's not a novi. I how'd he make the miracle? Veze yesh Means there's something fishy with it. Now the Rambam doesn't say what he means fishy. He just says yesh means there's something to it. Doesn't say exactly what he means, but nevertheless, afal pikein mitzvah lishmoi y'muchiv to listen to him. That's what the Possek says the Nimshal is aids even though they could be lying if al made them everybody knows that Rambam Now the next Ramba Perik Aleph, says even Moshe they didn't believe in Moshe because of the miracles that he made I made big miracles He split the Yamsof the mon came down he opened up the ground and kairach fell in all sorts of things But Klal Yisrael did not believe Moshe was for real because of those things. Somebody who believes in somebody because of miracles, let's say I say, I'm a big rebbe, and everybody should be my chsidim. And you say, why should we be your chsidim? And I'll say, watch, I snap my fingers and the ground opens up and the guy that... Questioned me and said, why should I be your chesidim? Z- zip, he goes down into the ground, never to be seen again. And you guys, mon comes down from Shemayim, food comes out, amazing things. Says the Rambam, if that is compelling for you, if you believe in me because of that, yesh, believe dofi. doifi. You have a problem with your head. It means he has pollution in his heart. Lave always means mind. There's something wrong with the way that guy thinks. It could be through the Koiches Hatumah, through Kishif, I made that ice, and it's not real. The only reason Moshe made these ice ice is because he needed them. The Jews needed to cross the Amsuf, so he split the Amsuf. They didn't have bolts. Kairach was an annoying uh, was annoyance, so he opened up the ground and goodbye Kairach. They needed food, so he, he they were hungry, so he gave them food. It was poshet expedience. Moshe Rabbeinu did it not to prove anything about him, but because he needed it. It was it was it was expedient. It was efficient for Moshe to do it. So why did they believe Moshe? Ba boy ba harsinai they believed him on maimar harsinai she nenu ro vloy zor our own eyes saw harsinai the Osnenu shamu vloyache and our ears heard harsinai the koilois we saw and we heard haish va ha koilois and we heard va nu Moshe. And ponim el ponim we spoke to our Baruch Hu. And since we saw it with our own eyes, that's how the Jews believed in Moshe Rabbeinu. Now what's the kasha over here that everybody's going to ask? The kasha is, right? How do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't make a big kishif and made a big illusion and he made everybody hear a uh, kabolus and that was also, a, could be a kishif like the mon. They saw the man. Yes, they heard a voice from Hashem. Maybe it really wasn't Hashem's voice. How did they know it was really Hashem's voice? And not a Kisha from Moshe Now The kash is not schwer. shver. I have to tell you beforehand, I'm only saying it because it's a rhetorical kasha. If somebody asks this kasha, they don't understand the whole yesoid b'chalal about how moifzim work. And that's what we're going to explain tonight. Afterwards, you're going to see the Kasha's mamshat toys, But one thing at a time. So, topic of tonight, Shirdas, is Moifsim. How to make Moifsim, if you want, how other people make Moifsim, and how they work. Okay? Now, there's a word from the Rebbe Rebunim, I also saw it b'shem the Kotzke Rebbe. He says, it's no kunst to make a Moifis. Any yid can make Moifsim. A kuns is to keep the Shulchan Aruch. So if you have a Yid that makes Moif'sim, and you have another Yid that follows the Shulchan Aruch, Yid that follows the Shulchan Aruch did a much greater accomplishment, and it was a much harder job. Our question is, how do we understand this? There are plenty of Yid that follow the Shulchan Aruch, hopefully, but go ask them to make a Moif's, and they're going to have a hard time. But I'm going to explain how this works. There are plenty of different types of moifsim that happen in the world. And not every time that a moifsim happens, we should be nispol. Klal Yisrael got into trouble very often for being nispol from moifsim. For example, remember by Kabbalist HaToyre, Moshe Rabbeinu was late coming down on Har Sinai because Klal Yisrael misheshbined the amount of time. So they saw an image of Moshe Rabbeinu dead on Har Sinai, right? Chazal say that, and because they saw an image of Moshe Rabbeinu dead on Harsinai, they thought Moshe Rabbeinu was dead, and they thought Moshe Rabbeinu was dead, so he's not coming back. Not coming back, so they made the eagle. So here was a mofes. Now who made that mofes? Kishif. The Rambam says, watch out for kishif. This wasn't kishif. Who made the kishif? They themselves were fooled. It wasn't one guy, uh, a dosen v'aviram, or somebody that made this kishif. Chazal say it was the sotan that made this, because the sotan is the Yetzar horror, and his job is to give people nesioinus, and sometimes the nesioinus are because he makes you a big taiva, and sometimes the nesioinus are he makes you a big illusion. There's a story in a sefer from a big tzaddik in the days of the Shapsit where uh, a friend, two guys were arguing about the Shapsi if he's really uh, a good guy or a bad guy, and the guy that said Shapsi is a good guy said, I'll prove to you he's a good guy, because if you won't listen to me, maybe you listen to your parents. And your parents will come tell you Shapsi is a good guy. The problem was, the parents were already dead in the Olam Ha'emes. <laughs> Suddenly he hears a knock on his door, this guy, and he opens the door and guess who's there? It's his father and his mother. And they said, we came from the Olam Ha'emes and we're here to tell you in the Ho Ha'emes, you should know Shapsi Tzvi is Mashiach. So what would you do in such a case? So he did the right thing. He remembered the Kotsker Rebbe Zvort, that to make a Moifis is no big deal but to follow the Shulchan Aruch is. So he took a baseball bat, or in those days, whatever it was, and he took it, and he said, If Shapsi Tzvi is Mashiach Taka, then Kala HaToyra Kula is Botl because he's against the Torah, and the Isser of Makha Aviv is not Negeia anymore. And he took the bat, and he smashed his father, and he smashed his mother, and he smashed them and smashed them until they fell on the floor, and the illusion was lifted, and there were two carcasses of two dead dogs in the place of his father and his mother. There's another Chazal that says that the door, the door they wanted to make a mulchoma against Hashem, we know, right? Now, what kind of Mishigoyim are going to make a mulchoma against Hashem? But it says that they tested it out. They had scouts to see if they could fight Hashem. So they shot arrows into the sky, and the arrows disappeared because they went very far up and then when they came down they came down with blood on them and they thought that they hurt Hashem now also this wasn't kishif because the victims of the illusion were the people that made the illusion, who made the kishif nobody made the kishif but the koshes can do such things so there are some moifsim that you have to watch out, I want to tell you a story when I was a bocher in yeshiva it was, it, I think it was 1970, it was 1980. There was a Yid, I don't want to say his name. He, he was around in Brooklyn. I was learning in, in shows in Lakewood. Uh, and, and there was a Yid who had a reputation to be a big Balmoifus. It was a very interesting guy. This guy had 12 sons. You know what his sons' names were? Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, all the way down. And people would come to him and he would ask him their names, bring the mezuzahs and read all sorts of things. Reb Shneier wouldn't let us go. But he wouldn't explain why. He says, No, don't go to this guy. But I remember if Moshe Bick said, You don't know what kind of koiches this guy's using. Even for the stories about him are true, and the they were, who knows what kind of koiches this guy, this guy is using? There's koiches hatum yesh begav, says the Rambam, that a guy can make a nest. And yesh devorim begav, it's fishy. It could be lat Kishif or other types of Koiches like Kishif. You gotta watch out for such things. It's very, very dangerous. You gotta watch out. You have to know who's the one making the moifus. He has to be an Erelechayid, a chosh-vayid. Like the Satmar Rebbe said once, It means that if your Rebbe is somebody who's a malach. What's a malach? A malach has wings. He flies around. He does moifsim. That's what malachim do all the time. If that's what your Rebbe is, pihu. better make sure he knows how to learn. Check him out. If he knows how to learn, fine. If he doesn't know how to learn, forget about it. So that's level number one. That you have to watch out for moifsim because they could be done through the kohiches hatuma the, the and you've got to watch out for that. Yesh t'vorem begav, balat v'kishif. That could be. Even Moshe Rabbeinu they were but that's not it. That's not the topic for tonight. Here I'm talking about only erlacha people. They're different Madragas of Moifsim. have in front of me Sefer Teferis Bonim, on Chumish from the Darkei Truva, the Mincha Soloza's father, a Talmud of the Divrachayim. And he writes over here, brings Bashem the Rizhina. He says, the Rizhina had a kasha. He said, He says, I'm amazed at these generations. They go around praising the Rabbonim of this generation that they make so many Moifsim. How many Moifsim do we have from Elio Seven or eight mufsim. The Alalisha nema by pishnaim, and Alalisha his Talmud. There were twice as many. So let's say fifteen, fifteen, sixteen mufsim from Alalisha. Who Hey, meshabchem umufarim lechol tzaddik shebedor chamisha osam mufsim bechol yom. Fifteen mufsim every day from these people. So he says. The Darach the, the chuva <coughs> he says, you got to watch out. He says, we're not talking about bad people, we're talking about mamish good people. But he says, unless the person is mamish, unless he's mamish from the big, big Tzadikei Hadar and from the Yechidei Skula, even if he's a regular good guy and he makes Moif'sim, watch out. Because there's two ways to make Moif'sim. One is he can bring down Shefa Min hashamayim, And that's good. Shefa that wasn't here, you pull down the Bracha. And the only person that can make that is somebody very, very, very big from the Yechidei Segula. There's another type of Moif's you can make. Where you just take the Shefa from one place. And you transfer it to another place. Meaning, if let's say somebody needs Parnassa, and he goes to the Balmoifis, and the Balmoifis says, uh, I don't know what he says, hocus pocus, and now you get Parnassa, and even he's not Koiches Hatuma. You didn't gain something you wouldn't have had otherwise. You borrowed it from some other Shefa that you were going to have, and somewhere else you're going to suffer. The money's coming from somewhere else. Here you're going to gain now, but somewhere else you're going to suffer. Such people are incapable of adding Shefa. They can only switch it around. So if somebody was destined to have some bracha, and he needs something else in another area, and he goes to one of these people that's Mamish not from the Yechidei Skula, and he makes a moifis azar, not a bad guy, a good guy, but this moifis is going to cost the person who makes the moifis a lot. Maybe it's not even worth it. He says, you mamish got to watch out. He says, you could lose somewhere else because in order to have a power, to mamish, bring down shefa min it has you have to be very, very big. If you're not very, very big, so all you're doing is you're taking somebody's brocha and you're switching it to here, but you're going to suffer somewhere else for it. He says, that's the pshat we say. Um in Benching we say Hakadish <speaking in Hebrew> Borohu uh Matevlacol <speaking in Hebrew> uh Hazonu Mufanis Lakol who mate la col uh <speaking in Hebrew> uh betuvoy hagodo Tomidloy Hosolonu the well mozon lial void. He says first we ask Hakadish Boruhu for the mozoin and then afterwards we say we shouldn't be choser from that. Because a lot of times if the bracha comes through a malach, or even through a malach, but not through Hashem Bechvoi the bracha can also bring some other problem in another area. He says, that's what it means, HaKadosh Baruch told Avram Avinu. He says, He says, He Maoid. He says, don't worry, I'm protecting you. Your reward is going to be big, meaning you're only going to get reward from this brocha, not anything else. Saitina, so this could be when we make uh, by Shabbos Mavarchim we say, Shwi La v'loy Klola. Wha what w What what loy klola seems like redundant. Territ says, No, it could be brocha here and a klola somewhere else. You could get a brocha, but that brokha is not a new brocha, you're just borrowing from somewhere else. So you have to watch out for that. You want to go only to Mamish, a big, 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 big tzadik, who's capable of doing something. Otherwise, even if he's a regular yid, watch out. Better you should uh, be saved al teva, not al teva. At the end we say... We ask Hashem for everything and benching at the end. And we call so we have another pshat in that. That sometimes when we get toiv, if it's not mamish from the moker hatoi, from HaKadosh Baruch himself, or from somebody that's capable of giving it, from the good we get, we could rachmona bi bichos or somewhere else. So watch out for such a thing. So such moifsim are also easy to make. We have more. I have over here in front of me a sefer. It's Oruch Rabbeinu's story is about the stipler. Here he says, the, the, the person that wrote the sefer, he says, the stipler told me that sometimes if you go to a tzaddik and you ask him for a brocha, like Lamoshal, people need children, so they go to tzaddikim. And he doesn't answer. Or he's reluctant to give the bracha. So what do people do? You hear these stories all the time. They say, no, Rebbe, I'm Mamish not leaving here until you give me the bracha. They chepper him in this until, give me, give me, give me. The stipler said, don't do that. Because sometimes, it's not in the cards for this shefa to come down. That's part of Hashem's plan. And if the tzaddik forces the shefa to come down, it's going, no good is going to happen from it. And he has a story the stipler told him. A few things. Number one, there was this big machloikis in the olden days regarding the shas that we have. The shas we have is called the Vilna shas. And all the shasin we have is all from the Vilna shas. But there was another Shas that people printed, the Slavita Shas it was called. And there's a big machloikis with Rebekiv Ege. There was a dentoira between the Vilna Shas people and the Slavita Shas people. The stipler said he remembers that his grandfather had in his house a Slavita Shas. And he said a lot of the Chesidim used to use the Slavita Shas. And the Slavita Shas was made by some brothers. Their name was Shapiro, no relation to me. a of... Uh, big it was Rapinchus Koritza, who they're And what happened was, at the end, and he says the stipend this had nothing to do with the Machlokes with the Vilna Shas, but somebody who worked for the Slavita Shas people, the Shapiro brothers, Maser on them to the Russian government, and the Russian government put them in jail, the Shapiro brothers, and they Mamish had a terrible, terrible, torturous life what happened? He says, the grandfather of these brothers, the Rebbe, somebody once went to him and said he wants a son. And he didn't want to give him the bracha because he saw it wasn't in the cards. But the person shepherded him and shepherded him and said, no, please, please, you had to. And the Rebbe pashat couldn't resist. And he gave him the bracha. And this is the grandson of that, this is the son of that son that the Rebbe gave al mastered on the Rebbe's grandchildren and sent them to jail for the rest of their life for a torturous life. Then he has another story. He says, one of the G'doyle Yerusha, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, he says, that uh, the stipler used to tell him that somebody went to the Chofetz Chaim that the Chafetz Chaim should guarantee him a son. And the Chafetz Chaim did it. And when the son got older, the father had harata he ever asked for such a son. Another story, he says that there was, the stipler said that, that there was one person from the G'doy yushalayim that his son, Rachmon was a mezgoylel Bash He used to, dray around in the garbage cans. He was a Nebuchadnezzar And the story of this Meshuganah was like this. In Yushalayim, there was a big makubel. They used to call him the Maharil. He was a Talmud of the Leshem. The Leshem, the Chazanish said, was the last of the real big Mekubalim. He was Revel Yashav's grandfather. And he was a Talmud of the Leshem, the Maharil. And... He used to live in a certain place and he, was a, he, he, he lived a very, very, very long life and he was a big Balmoifis, this Maril. And this Godel, a certain Godel, had no benzochar, only daughters. And he went to the Maril and he pressured him that he should guarantee that he should have a son. And the Maril told him, Dalacha, you should know, Toivlo I can do it, but no good is going to come from it. But good is not going to come from it. Kitsa, the guy, had a son, and when he was 13 years old, he went crazy, and he started going around by the garbage cans, and he was in Gansan. He was in Gansan and So when somebody, sometimes, a moifis is min it's not supposed to be. But HaKadosh Baruch, who gave a real Tzadikim, the Chofetz Chaim, and of Pinchas Karitz, uh, the Stipe was telling the story. We're not talking anymore about Koiches <laughs> and we're also not talking about the Dark people that are not Tzadikim Mihide school. who are talking Mamish Sadik Yechidei school over here. But even in such a case, if you press them in such a situation where they're reluctant to do it. Don't do it," said the stipler, Because Rahmanul, Litzlan, things can come out and bad things. You'll have Harata that you got the bracha if Hashem doesn't want the shefa to come down and you force it down. It's like Rahmanul Litzlan comes down like a monster, not the way it's supposed to be, and the person will have harata. One more madrega. Even when there's something, when there's nothing bad coming from it even when it's good to go a real tzaddik a real chacham we have a better eats have over here a sefer in front of me stories from rebbeinu lapian well sefer so it has over here a story that rebbeinu lapian was drafted into the army and it was very known that rebbeinu lapian was a big gibor. It says over here that uh, there are witnesses that he used to uh, bend English pennies. He's a bend a penny, that's how strong he was. Rebelli was a big gibber, weisdeus. And al there was no reason why they should pat to him from the army. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to go to the army. So he figured he's going to go to Reb Chaim Leiv Stoviska for Abrocha. Leib Lebstovitzki was a big tzaddik, and he wanted to get a bracha from him. So he went to the Altafun von Kelum, and the Altafun von Kelum told him like this, A brocha from a tzaddik is a very good thing. But there's a better eitzah. It says in Pirkei Ovois, Kol mi menu malchus heretz. Somebody who's mekabal oil toir, the government leaves him alone, and oil tzaddik goes off from him. Hine If you go ask this tzaddik for a bracha, you're going to you're going to think that his bracha gave you the yeshua. And you're going to be to him. But that's nothing wrong with that. But im tarbe oil toira. But if you learn Torah, oil hamalchus The oil malchus is guaranteed to go off of you. rakla The There are a lot of segulas out there that people get for various different things. I'll give you a list of some sagulas. The segula that says If a person says, Kriyashma, Yisurim Badilami Imenu. If a person learns Torah, HaKadish Baruch takes away his Yisurim. If a person says, Kriyashma, Krishma has 613 words, kenega the 613 Eivorim. If you take care of my words, I'll take care of your Eivorim. There are all sorts of segulas like that, that are vodokum and that come with haskomas too. There's a miser with the Satmar Rebbe where a guy came to him with a whole bunch of kfitlach for his friends, a pile like this, big pile. And he says, this is for this friend and that's for that friend, and after all the kfitlach and all the brachas, so Satmar Rebbe asks him, where's the kvitlach for you? So he says, Rebbe, I don't give kfitlach to Rebbe's. If I have a problem, I open up a sefer to him, and I go to the rabbi Shalolim and I am aspelled to the Rabbeinu Shalolim that he should help me. So some Rebbe got up from his chair and hugged the guy and gave him a kiss and he said, I'll give you a bracha even though you didn't ask. The bracha is, you shouldn't be tolly on any boss of a dom, not even on Rebbe's. You should never have to be tolly on anybody. So Here, these are Yesoidists. We have Yesoid number one, that there are Nisim that could come from very bad places. You don't want to get involved with any of that. Then, there are other people, it's not bad places, but it could hurt you, because the Shefa can come from one place to the next. Then, there's other cases like the case of the stipler, where the bracha is not destined to come in HaShemayim. And then Rahman al-Islan, it could hurt the person also. I'll tell you another case. Sometimes, if you want to know sometimes how it's possible that a guy can be a big Balmoifus, but Hittaker doesn't have very many qualifications. So yeah, it could be those koiches and stuff like that. But there's another thing too. There's an old vort that they say, many, many tzaddikim. There was a guy that lived in the woods. A savage. Lived in a hut. And he had a leak in his roof. His roof, thatched roof it was leaking water. And he said, I have to go to the king. The king has to fix my roof. So, he says, he's going to the king. And he starts on his journey, on his trip. And it takes him days and days. He goes through the woods to the nearest city, to the nearest town, until he gets to the capital. And he's a a, a savage. And he's walking down the street in his horse or whatever it is. And everybody's driving fancy cars. You know, I'm making a little uh, anachronistic this, marshal, but you get the idea. And he comes to the palace, and he sees the palace. And he's... Everybody points him, that's where the king lives. It's the most beautiful thing. He'd never seen such a thing in his life. And he goes to the door of the palace, and at the door of the palace, he sees a guy dressed up so fancy. He has one of these big black hats, you know, the big furry hats, and a red a suit, and he's sitting there like this with a gun, and, 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 and he's all straight, and uh, he, the, the, guy, the caveman figures, this guy got to be the king. Who else could he be? So he starts bowing down to him, and he says, oh, king, king, king. And the guy says, all right, I'm shrugging over here. Uh, yes, I'm the king. How can I help you? So he says, king, I have a hole in my roof, and I live in the middle of the woods, and you please have to send your men to fix the hole in my roof, because I'm a loyal citizen, and I love you, king. And he bows down to him a little more. So the guy says, no problem. I'm sending all my people. They're coming right away. Now get out of here. And the guy runs away, all happy, and the king uh, that the king's going to fix his roof, and he goes back into the woods, into his house meantime the real king is looking out the window and he sees this whole story and he calls in this guard and he says two things I want to tell you number one you're of Misa because you impersonated the king you're cooked number two you are Matriach me because now I have to go send my people to fix this guy's roof because if I don't then he's going to think that the king doesn't fix his roof. He's going to think the king's a liar. So number one, you impersonated me. Number two, you matriach me. That's the moshel. Nimshel. There are some people that, there are those that think that he's a groisot tzaddik, and he's a bal balmoifis, and he deserves, he's qualified to make groisot Moifsim and bring the shefa down minashamayim, and zaheip nishton, but people are cavemen and they mamish don't know the difference between one person and the next. And sometimes it works. You know why it works? Because Hashem says, You who made yourself into a grocer, your you're sunk, you're of misa, you're, you're in big trouble. Big trouble for impersonating a real tzaddik. But you. Also where Matriach kavi Chal Hashem says, because now I have to make the Moifes, because otherwise he's gonna, it's going to be Big chel Hashem, because Hitaka thinks you're my emissary, you're a big tzaddik, and if it doesn't happen and you promised him or you told him it's going to happen, it's going to be Big Chal Hashem. So sometimes it happens. The bottom line you cite is, we are not supposed to be Nisbal at all. Back to the Kotsker Rebbe's It's easy to make Moifesim. There's so many ways skies can make moifsin. I could tell you mamish real stories. I don't know, A story about so, so, some kid here in the neighborhood. I don't want to say the name, but here, Mr. Guy Kadosh knows exactly who I'm talking about, right? Uh, some some uh, kid was hit by a car, and she was in a hospital, in a coma, and a uh, kid in the neighborhood. I was hidden in a coma, and the doctors were mamish. They didn't know what to do. They're always. Into the hospital room walks this guy. I don't want to say his name. He said his name. He said, "I want to be Miss for the girl." Could I be Miss for the girl? The kid. girl's father was there. girl's doctor was there. And his father said, "Sure, go ahead." So, to make a long story short, he whispers in her ear a bracha, a shahakoil. He says a bracha is a tefillah, and then he says, "Now, in the name of Hashem, I want you to wake up," and she wakes up. I know who it was. I was shocked. And we had over here, we used to have a Sunday morning shear. Ask Aaron over here, we had a doctor who knew the whole story. He was friends with the father. He was there. He said, yeah, it really, really happened. It was, uh, was what? The was and the father of the girl was here too. The father of the girl and the, the doctor. What? Oh, the the right, right, right. They used to come to a shir. The father of the girl and the doctor. And it was, mama. you know what? What are you learning? Ksubis now. Learning Ksubis. Ask him if he fig- can figure out Pshat and Svek on Davtes. If he can't figure out Pshat and Svek sveka, don't bother going to him for Moifesim. Forget about it. There are a hundred different... And even if he does, then ask him a harder kasha because Svek is not such a shverzach. But But... <laughs> there are so many ways, so many explanations... That a guy could do such a thing. That's a Kutzke Rebbe saying. That Moifzim, it's easy. To do Shulchan Aruch, to him, Shulchan Aruch is hard. Now, let's go back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember, we started off with Moshe Rabbeinu in the Mon. Okay. The Jews came to Moshe Abenu and they came to him with tainas you took us out of Mitzrayim we're dying here in the Midbar, we have no food now there's two tainas there tainas number one, you and Aaron took us out of the Midbar, who asked you to do it? you and Aaron took us out we should have stayed there but tainas number two okay fine, we're out, we're starving why can't you make us a Moifis give us food If Hashem doesn't want, Hashem should give us food. If Hashem doesn't want to give us food, you should. Didn't the Rambam say that Moshe Rabbeinu did the Moifsim out of convenience? He needed uh, Kairach's people to disappear, so boom, they disappeared. He needed the Yamsuf to split, he needed food for them, so we need food, make us a Moifus. The thing is that in this particular case, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that he wants to test the Jews to see if they're going to go off the derech or not. So, Hashem didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu to make a Moifes over here in this case. But they were pushing him. They kept saying, make us a Moifes. So if you were Moshe Rabbeinu, what would you answer? Which one of the stories that we had tonight is the right answer? Is the stipler, remember? If it's not in the cards, don't push. Now hold on. They had two tinas to him. Taina number one. You and Aaron took us out of Egypt. So on that, Moshe <laughs> and Aaron said, It wasn't us that brought you out of Egypt. Elomai, who was it? It wasn't us. Elomai, it was only Hashem, and you'll see that from the Mon, you'll see the kvoid Hashem. But now there's another time that they had. Fine, good. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. We have no food. Moshe Rabenu, make us a moifis. You could. Aaron could. He's also a big tzaddik. He's also from the Echidei school. Make you make us a moifis. Aaron should make us a moifis. Somebody make us a moifis over here. So what's Moshe? Now this Moshe Rabenu answered alone. Because he could, on the, the taina that Moshe and Aaron brought them out of Egypt, the Taina was on both of them as a unit. Moshe and Aaron together, so they had an answer as a unit. But over here, the Tainu was on other Moshe, other Aaron. Either of you could make us a mophis you big tzaddikei hador. But their answer was no, no, you don't want me to make you a mophis because if I make you a moifis now, kaddish Baruch who wants to test you, and I could bring you food, but who knows what terrible things are going to be in the food. No good is going to come from this. The food will be poisoned. It will give you indigestion, whatever it is. It will be very, very bad. What you need to do is you need to go to Hashem and not to us. Don't go to us. Go to Hashem. And then you'll see the food that will come down from Hashem's moifes is going to be good, if He gives you. And therefore, the second one was Vayomer Moishe. Moishe said, Hashem lochem lechol, Hash, If Hashem gives you food, do doesn't talk about Yitzhius Mitzrayim or Kfayr Hashem. He talks about the food's going to be good. Because if I make you the moifes, the food's not going to be good. If Hashem makes you the moifus, the food will be good if Hashem wants to. So go to Hashem. You're going to see at night the food's going to be bosor. At the morning it's going to be lechem Lizboya. Bishmoya Hashem es asher atem alinim That's if Hashem hears the complaints that you complain against Him. Venachnu ma ki al Hashem. The first time he didn't have to say that. Because it was either Moshe and Aaron that brought them out of Egypt, or it was Hashem. Once he said it wasn't us, it's Mamela understood that it's Hashem. But over here, there's two steps. Number one, do not complain to me and Aaron. Don't complain to us. Ki al Hashem. Rather, you should dafka, dafka complain to Hashem. The first complaint, maybe you shouldn't even complain, but one thing I'll tell you. We did not bring you out of Egypt. That's all I can tell you. Hashem did, you complain? don't complain, mela, leave me alone. I did not bring you out of Egypt. By The second one is don't complain to us, because if you do, you won't have lechem with spoya. You won't have good meat. You'll have junk. No, no good will come out of it. Don't complain to us, dafka complain to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then, when Hashem hears it, then you're going to have real good meat. And then you're going to have lechem lezboya. So in other words, the yesoid is that whenever we have something, the first place we have to go to is HaKadosh Baruchu Hu doyu Sometimes, we're not zoichet to be able to have our answered. So, but if a person goes to somebody, for brocha, it's got to be somebody that's qualified, a grace somebody who learns, uh, the Koyach is there, otherwise it's not going to work. And actually, hopefully it's not going to work. If it does work, and you know people like that, then you mamish got to stay away from them, run away. You're either harming them, or Rahmon harming yourself, or harming everybody. HaKadosh Baruch who provides for Klal Yisrael... And if not, HaKadosh the Tzadikim amitiim, the Amitiyim, who have Koyach they're the ones that we have to go to. Otherwise, we stay away. So now we understand how to make moifsim. It's very easy. Keeping the Shulchan Aruch is much harder. Well, it's very easy, but we don't want to go anywhere near it. We don't want to go anywhere near people that do it, unless those are the people that are really, really qualified—not the—not just the Malach Hashem tzvakesh, but the Yavakesh Taimi pihu, the people who are mamish the emissaries of their Binyan Shalayim.